0: Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two professional counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things.
1: And we believe laughter is the best medicine. Join us. Dive in. Cheers. How are you? I am well. Cheers. We're doing beer tonight. I think it's because it's October. It's beer season. Yeah, I got a
0: peanut butter milk stout nitro.
1: Quite good. Have the same thing as last time because it was still in my fridge. The Lucille India Pale Ale from I think Seattle. No, Georgetown. I don't know where that is. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> I don't know. If I had my glasses on, I could say, but it's pretty good. Um, I don't like it as much as that Bodhisattva one. I think that's my favorite yeah, IP like, of the moment. That's pretty good. So hey you. Hey you. Hey have you. you been watching Squid Game?
0: I have already, I watched that a while ago. Okay, um, I was I one of finished. the OG
1: watchers before it became top news. <laughs> I just finished it two nights ago. Great. It, it's changed my life. It's really good. Like I'm a different person now. Yeah. Like right. everything seems boring. But right? If it's not to the
0: death. That's So that was my thing is I want like, I, I really hope the U.S. doesn't remake it too i really hope they don't come out with a second season because like you the shock is gone now
1: i think it's set up for a second season though
0: i'm sure it is and if
1: if okay spoilers we'll see see. earmuffs people if you haven't watched it yet but yeah i think the cop is alive
0: oh yeah
1: because there really wasn't any investigation wrap-up that's true and they didn't show him actually dead they showed him shot and falling in the water which you know, you can survive that.
0: Wait a minute. I thought they showed him and the brother at the very end in the mirror together, cleaning up. What? Did you miss the cop brother? Yeah, I thought so. I thought the yeah, the, I thought the cop and his brother, the bad guy, were washing wow. up in this in the washroom towards the end and they were both there like washing blood off of themselves. But it, it left it in a weird hanging place. And I could oh, be- wrong. I thought
1: that I thought he was just having like a guilt flash. Maybe it was- seeing his brother, but maybe his brother maybe. was really there. But oh yeah, maybe I, mean, I could have seen maybe. that completely wrong.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's wiggle room for
1: sure. Yeah, I mean everything like my whole like outlook on life is I didn't, totally I didn't, changed.
0: I didn't like his hair color at the end. That was very K-pop, which is fine. I like
1: I well, like some K Pop. They're actually K, so that's it's yeah. okay. It's okay to be K when you're K.
0: Yes. And it w- But it's not
1: okay to be KKK. That's totally different. That's just wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everything I'm looking at I'm like, hmm, if this was to the death, it'd be much more enjoyable. Like yeah. it could be anything. Staff meetings. Grocery shopping. You know? Mm-hmm. Get to the front of the line. Like, yeah. How important is it? Costco. Deathmatch, yeah. Make that uh, intersection light before it turns red. Like,
0: Ooh, that's everything
1: matters a little bit more. Yeah. a little more weight to everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't take it lightly.
1: Yeah. What was your favorite game?
0: Um, my favorite one. Let's see here. I. So I kind of like the the tug of war one that like, was the most intense for me yeah because i'm like yeah it all freaks me out but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that was the most intense um, i like their
0: strategy in that like you actually got to see them use something to like one-up somebody
1: i like that yeah i liked that too and i thought uh my least favorite one was the stepping stones one.
0: Oh, at the very end
1: yeah because yeah. i don't know it it was too far away from the actual children's game, I felt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of became its own thing.
1: Yeah. It was its own thing where the others were like actually like the Distinct. children's game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But overall, yeah.
0: They had to have some way for the, the crazy woman to like grab him and pull him down her yeah. after he slighted her.
1: I had a love-hate relationship with her.
0: Oh, I hated
1: her so much. I hated, I hated her, but then at times I'm like, oh, yeah, I could like relate. <laughs> that doesn't like, surprise me at all actually, but like her, her personality <laughs> was quite
0: grinding.
1: It was. Yes, but wasn't there a few moments when you're kind of like, oh, I, yeah, I could see myself Not even a little bit doing that. Really? Not yeah. even a little bit. Nope. Not even the bathroom humping? No. Nope. Oh, definitely see. not I could see myself doing something like that <laughs> in the name of strategy you know yeah but she was like fully like
0: she I think she actually liked him and that was part of why she felt so slighted by him
1: yeah I think that part was disappointing I would have liked it better yeah. if she was just straight up if it was him. all game yeah yeah that would have been more more me <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. we could actually do a whole topic just on Squid Game. It is fucking it, disturbing.
0: It was very sure. disturbing. Um, I re- I did like the um, uh, gosh, what's it called? Uh, the freeze one. What's that called at the very beginning? The red light,
1: green light. Oh yeah, red light, green yeah. Remember oh. we used to play that in roller derby.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was really good at people. that. It's
0: all about stop being able to stop and stay balanced.
1: Now, just don't you think? Different. Since Squid Game, you, you will stay low. You'll take that more seriously next time. You, I took it very seriously. <laughs> but if it was life and death, like you would be killed. It, it, I think it would be a different approach.
0: I mean, probably would have played it a little safer. Because I'm sure there was times when, I, you know, you try to get the most or you hope that they don't see you. But if you know that it's go- going to be seen, then you probably wouldn't make be, make risky choices.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a more complicated game than it seems because you yeah. can't just... Go super fast because then you have more of a risk of not being able to freeze. Mm-hmm. But if you go too slow and cautious, you're not going to cross that finish line.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have wow. to think of the back end and the front end. Wow, and this is, yeah, this is it's like life, steep. It's deep. It's and really that's what deep. I think I enjoyed about it is it showed how child's games have so much, so much potential. <laughs> I mean, but that's why I don't want to see a U.S. version because I think it'll suck. Ew,
1: why do you think there's going to be a U.S. version?
0: Because it hit number one and somebody wants to make money off of that. Like, it'll be like Foursquare and wall ball or volleyball, not volleyball. Sorry. Uh, what's it? Um, One that spins. I never got. I wasn't really cool enough. Tetherball? To tetherball. I wasn't one of the cool kids <laughs> that played a lot of tetherball, but there were kids I didn't play that. a
1: lot of tetherball, but I was fucking badass at four square and wall ball.
0: I mean, I played some four square in my day, but um, you know,
1: tetherball is more for like the little kids, like up to third grade. And then once you were a bigger kid and you went to the other yard, there was no tetherball, it was like a yard. Four Are you sure you were wall- in prison? I may have been in prison <laughs> 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 now that you say it, <laughs> sounds
0: right. Got some wall ball, some racquetball in there for you.
1: Some squash, <laughs> squash, some shuttlecock. No idea what that is, but it
0: sounds <laughs> very inappropriate. It's a sport. I just remember wanting to play soccer really bad, and then I like jumped into one game once and ran across the field once. And was this isn't my thing? It's a oh, lot I of did work. all the
1: sports. I was so all in with everything.
0: I, I did discus.
1: I fucking love dodgeball and that was back in the day when there weren't like all the safety things
0: there were no safety things and i didn't i just i got hurt <laughs> i got hurt a lot each
1: other just peg people i'm not good i'm not hard not as you can throw the only thing I that was, was the that was, that got was hit. the head that was it like everything else yeah. was fair game and you could I mean, this, I got is, this hit was a strategy. So times. <laughs> well, you know, there was, <laughs> thats unfortunate. There's too much going
0: on at once for any
1: PE teacher to rein anything in. So the real strategy was get someone when they're running and uh-huh. clip them just at the back of the heel so they fall. Wow! It pulls them off their feet.
0: Now imagine this: when you clip them, the floor opens up and they poof, onto spikes. Yes. Да. Yes. <laughs> <Ta-da.
1: laughs>
0: Yeah. So actually the moat, the toughest game I ever played was playing dodgeball with the derby team when we went to the trampoline park and we we're doing it on the trampolines and oh, yeah. okay. And I got hit by Ida. I think this was like my first or second year. Cause I was fairly new, maybe like second or third, but Ida hit me. And I fell and other people like jumped to try to get the ball and landed on top of me. And I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> and I just remember like going in quick, like shock and not feeling or hearing anything. And all of a sudden someone else landed and I think shoved it right back in. And then it was like really painful. I didn't say anything.
1: It's well, weird. there's no whining in roller derby.
0: I think I know. Like looking back, I'm like, I really should have let someone know that. But I was just like, oh, that was painful. But then like, I just, I was like, oh, I'll just watch now. And then Here, I went home.
1: Here's the twisted thing about Ida. She's a nurse dedicated her life to healing people, but is the most terrifying, terrifying psychopath. When I just it comes remember to her competitive com- sports coming at me. No, <laughs> I have hearts. many memories of her coming at me happy as hell. Oh, yeah.
0: She's always like a smile, like a no like a holding back
1: smile on her face. Everything's
0: 110%. Yeah. Yeah, it makes so I'm really competitive. But when you see her coming at you with that confidence and like just pure joy about what she's going to do about to hurting you,
1: people, yeah. yeah,
0: it makes you take
1: a step back and say, like, reevaluate things. Like yeah, how, how committed her, to this am, am I? <laughs> I've seen her injure people and they're laying on the ground and her standing over them and just cackling <laughs> at their misfortune.
0: <laughs> oh, I love her so much. <laughs> Because she is super nice and like so very nice. willing to help people, but like don't don't take her for granted. She's not she, gonna
1: pull punches. She will eat you. She will. <laughs> hmm
0: <laughs> I'm glad all you right. brought brought that up.
1: Okay. Should I start my thingy?
0: Yeah. I mean, may as well, or else we're just gonna chit chat for I the know. Whole podcast.
1: <laughs> we don't see each other often enough. We have yeah. it all pent up. Yes. So this is a topic for you, Macy. Let me put on my glasses. Great. I, I'm gonna talk a little bit um because it's October about the origins of Halloween.
0: Ooh for very you. Nice.
1: Because you did a spooky topic last time. I did. So I thought oh I should do a spooky topic. You should
0: and I I I didn't pick a spooky topic. I mean it's spooky but it's not Halloween spooky.
1: This is specifically Halloween. This is creepy crawler spooky. <laughs> So, our next Halloween that's a Sunday this year, which makes it like not as fun for partying and trick or treating. Yeah, Do you remember like last year, those all these parents trying to change it to like a Friday all the time or a Saturday, just so okay. their kids wouldn't be like roaming the streets on a school night. Hmm. I no. say, boo <laughs> to you! <laughs> this boo is not to you. I mean this when you learn this it's like this is not a thing that it, it, it's been like co-opted for like kids and stuff but yeah. that's not the heart of it it is
0: no and actually I was just I saw something yesterday about how other countries view Halloween and fall and like they were asking it was like a and a board and they had questions like Do Americans really celebrate Halloween for a whole month? Don't they know it's only a day? Um, (laughs) (laughs) People are like, they spend so much money on decorations. uh, I hope they get to use those costumes more than once, which we usually don't. You know, you switch it up every year. And Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. are you going to dress up this year?
0: I will be in Spokane. I don't know what I dress up for. Nobody is. I live on a dead end street next to the train tracks. Nobody drops their children off on my street.
1: No, I get either zero or the most, like, two trick-or-treaters. But I still get a giant-ass thing of candy because I don't, you know, if, even if one person shows up, I don't want to disappoint them.
0: That's very nice. Yeah. I used to be all in. Like, I decorated. I did that for many a years, um, and that fell away. That's my decorations. Did. They're expensive to restock up on.
1: They really are. Well, the original... Halloween, the origins are, can be found with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Now, here's the thing about these Irish words. You look at them and you think you're going to be stumbling over rocks to try to get this thing out of your mouth. But then if you actually hear how it's pronounced, it, it's like a lovely flowing stream. <laughs> so it's very challenging. These words you have to actually like look at, hear it, up. it first. So if you if I said this word how it's spelled, it's it looks like Sam Hain, mm. but it's Sowen. <laughs> so it's like very so it's like very lovely fluid and yeah. yes, like the tickle of a feather on your cheek. It's very visual. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Celts lived two thousand years ago mostly in the area that is now ireland the uk and northern france and they celebrated their new year on november 1st so this was a time to welcome the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year and during this time it was considered to be a thin place so remember oh, we, talked we talked about about thin places and yeah. the dog and the bridge yeah, so that was another thin place. So this is like a thin time, I guess you'd say, oh. where the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down. And so there's more interaction between people that are alive and people that are in the other world. Do you think that
0: has another kind of link with like Singo or uh, Day of the Dead?
1: Day of the Dead? Well, that, I think it's similar in the honoring of ancestors. and yeah, a thin like space because
0: can- they come to take the um, offerings right
1: yeah I think we should make U.S. Halloween more like that because we don't really have anything that honors no there's like no
0: real culture attached to most American Halloween celebrations
1: no and I think we should have something where we I think so we honor ancestors honor the dead
0: I'm teaching a lifespan development class and we're talking about middle age in the U.S. and how we have such high rates of fear of death and dying at this age um, versus other cultures or countries who tend to embrace death or dying in some ways or have some other kind of viewer perspective of it. So I think it'd be great for development too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we put people on the ground and a lot of the times, you know, you might have like that annual trip to the cemetery or something like that, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I really try with my kids to talk about people that have died. I feel yeah. like that's how you keep keeping their memory, their memory alive. alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I like they're that. alive mm-hmm. as long as you keep telling stories. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, like, who's going to keep that up? Like, are my yeah. kids going to tell stories of people or do you know, just fade how is, away yeah. how is that going to be passed on like i don't know who ah, lived in my family like, like five generations ago that's like i don't know their disney, names the i don't disney know anything
0: movie the disney movie coco
1: oh my god i sobbed uncontrollably so good that movie.
0: but that was kind of the concept right like that if mm-hmm. you get forgotten you don't continue even in the spirit spirit world
1: exactly so i think it's important to just keep talking about that even though it might be painful for, for some
0: but like hurt hurt can be healthy
1: well and i i think yeah like let's experience that together mm-hmm. as a family
0: yeah and remember the good things or you know even things that you think somebody would have enjoyed like talk about them then bring them into it
1: you know what i'm gonna do what this are you halloween doing? i'm gonna talk about those who, who have gone before I and kind of bring I, it back to its roots.
0: Too. I'll do that too. I this like isn't all idea. candy
1: corn and Disney princesses. Oh. <sighs> Look at us changing the world. One. Two of us at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two of us at a time and a few DD
1: tears. Yes. <laughs> so uh the Celts thought, like the otherworldly spirits might, you know, be mischievous cause trouble or damage crops um but their presence might also make it easier to predict about the future so that's tie into your last topic Nostradamus yeah and so when you know you have such a dependence on the natural world which is very unpredictable Mm -hmm. trying to find some sense of control over it especially heading into a long cold dark winter it's very important so this is kind of like that that boundary that like okay we're going from our hot summer to this scary dark unpredictable time so let's make the most of it (laughs) so the druids built huge sacred bonfires and people would gather and do rituals like burning crops or burning Mm -hmm. animals as sacrifices to the deities and during the celebration the Celts. Uh, Might wear costumes, which were like animal skins and animal heads, and they might Mm -hmm. try to tell each other's fortunes. So, this, the Sowin, was the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals. So, they were in line with like the equinoxes and the solstice. Wait,
0: the fire festival? That's also been a topic. Different?
1: (laughs) Different spelling, F I R E. Uh, Less of a disaster. Okay. (laughs) Checking. So these, these fire festivals were aligned with those mm-hmm. um, changes in season. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, are... they
0: made sure everyone had had good food and sleeping arrangements.
1: Yeah. So you had like your spring, your summer. Um, so this was like halfway in between fall and winter. It was like that halfway yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So after the harvest work was completed, the people would join the druid priests to light a community fire using a wheel that would cause friction and spark flames this is like a huge bonfire and the um leaving their homes to come to this they would let their hearth fires go out which mm-hmm. you know you kind of always keep it going yeah in, it in gets the winter cold. yeah so they would it would go out while they're away But participants would take a bit of the flame from this big communal flare back to their home to relight the hearth.
0: We like that. Yeah. It's like the community then go and you get a piece of that.
1: Yes. So some documents mention six days of drinking alcohol to excess, typically Mm -hmm. mead or beer. Cheers. Cheers. Along we're with gluttonous right in line. Yeah we're, oh, yeah, we're starting it.
0: Dude, I'm all about gluttonous feasts. <laughs> me
1: too. <laughs> Put it in front of me. <laughs> Yesterday I was in a training that didn't break for lunch until <laughs> 1230 and I was like, I don't know if I can do this.
0: No, like if that's the case, <laughs> you need to feed me early or give me
1: snacks. <laughs> so um, because that barrier between the worlds you know, was crossable during mm-hmm. In the Celts would prepare offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies or, and this is one of those words, mm-hmm. it's pronounced Shea, mm-hmm. but it's spelled S-I-D-H-S, so SIDS, you would think, mm-hmm. but it's pronounced Shea. See how that's like yeah. a lovely breeze, breeze in the summer going through the, yeah. the grass. hmm not like it looks like you're just gonna like fall on your face. It's not that. Yeah, it's skipping versus falling.
0: Yeah.
1: So there were some specific monsters associated with the mythology surrounding in?
0: I didn't yeah, tell me about monsters.
1: Including a shape-shifting creature called a puka that receives oh. harvest offerings from the field. So this is typically seen as a dark, sleek horse. With a long, wild, flowing mane and glowing golden eyes. Scary. So there's a couple others. Lady Gwyn, a headless woman dressed in white, who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. Ooh. And then there was the Dullahan, who sometimes appeared as a headless man on horses who carried their heads.
0: <laughs> oh like the headless horseman type thing right
1: exactly like the headless yeah. horseman and then they would like turn their heads this way and that to like see where they're going see oh uh-huh. yeah
0: see like i feel like these things need to be brought back like any of this was to get the shit out of anybody <laughs> like that's let's bring these back versus like i dressed as a cheerleader a sexy is, cheerleader it's always sexy to, oh yeah sexy nurse sexy, sexy teacher sexy zombies
1: sexy.
0: yeah sexy like uh no.
1: Yeah, nobody cares.
0: Nobody cares. Like if you're not <laughs> if you feel like you have to try this hard right now, then
1: <laughs> I think some people like take that one failure to like be able to show their alter ego or a different style yeah, I mean just but... like
0: get into cosplay. I don't know.
1: I- exactly.
0: Find an avenue. I
1: don't Find know. Find an if... avenue. I
0: feel like Halloween is either for cultural, spiritual. And or children,
1: I, I I agree.
0: Make it appropriate
1: with um, good proper I think less About the kids, I think if we're going to involve kids, let's involve them in the heart of it, like the, culture. the ancestor piece. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So as the Middle Ages, you know, progressed, the celebrations began to, you know, change, evolve, and um, bonfires known as no, well, this is one of those words, but I think it's pronounced shenanigans. It's spelled oh. nothing like that. That sounds great,
0: though. I so like shenanigans. These we're
1: more personal. So in fires near the farms, and these became a tradition to protect families from fairies and witches. So I guess fairies are bad in this culture.
0: I mean, I've seen some weird, um, scary movies where like the fairies were evil and scary. So I could imagine that it probably came from somewhere yeah this
1: is not a tinkerbell type fairy or a um what was that rainforest movie i think robin williams was the fairy or something what i don't remember that movie where robin williams is a fairy i I think he was a fairy are you talking about it was um... like a rainforest movie it was like in the 90s early 90s mid 90s
0: i'm a robin
1: williams fan this is gonna bother me look up robin williams I'm rainforest de- fairy
0: movie i, I am wait but on. that was like
1: an, another example of like that positive fairy image friendly fairy fairy
0: really
1: yeah fairy tale theater no no, no. it's something with rainforests it was it was like one of those message oh, movies oh. Oh,
0: FernGully it's a fucking Fern FernGully. I love
1: FernGully. I have
0: it on VHS and I've seen it a million times. Isn't like, it Robin
1: Williams the fairy?
0: Yeah, uh, it's not a fairy, he's a bat.
1: Oh, is there a fairy in that? My there? name is Batty. There is a fucking fairy in that movie. Yeah, there is. But it's
0: not Robin Williams.
1: You know how I know this? I know this, this
0: very clearly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> my poor older son when he was little watched this movie and really loved it and um <laughs> i don't know if i should that's a great movie i'll back uh, i'm gonna share it fuck it so uh, it, his dad like was making fun of him for like in this movie so good it was like why are you like a fairy movie and then skylar was like very defensive and self-righteous yeah. as he should be and he was like it's a man fairy like just well there were like, there were men and like need to,
0: There were men and female fairies. There were both. like you need
1: to justify. Which he didn't need to justify no. his love of this movie that had fairies, but Yeah, I well like he,
0: one of them was like a He a held dude, his ground. One was like a normal dude who got turned into a fairy. So but it made good for normalized, Skylar. very normalized dude fairies. Good for Skylar. And totally talked a long time ago about how we're destroying everything in nature. It's really the gist of it. <laughs> yes. We d- we learned nothing.
1: Um, in Wales, men might toss burning wood at each other in a game. Oh, <laughs> sounds like Squid Game.
0: That does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so children would play games to entertain the dead, while adults might update the dead on the past year's news. That makes Spartans. sense. Yeah. Hmm the doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left for him.
0: Wonderful. See, like if I, if I thought all of this was going to happen for me, like I would look forward to death and dying much more.
1: (laughs) You get to eat cake.
0: (laughs) Like if I felt like my family was going to do all these things to remember me, like, I don't know, at least it it even makes me like feel good living to expect that.
1: And the part that's wrong about our culture is we make it such a scary unknown thing. Well we make
0: it you not know, okay there's to, nothing like yeah. what
1: is there after?
0: Nothing well and it makes it so like okay, you get to grieve for the amount of time your PTO allows if you have it. And three then, days sometimes. Three days. Good luck. And and then you you come back and you drop it.
1: You expect you're, it to move on.
0: Yeah, where like other cultures will have like a red armband to show that they're in mourning. So people will come up to them and give condolences intentionally.
1: The Jewish death tradition is actually really good. I um, really didn't go through it entirely until my great aunt died. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, you're, you're still in shock. You're in grief yeah. and right away. Like that person needs to be in the ground within mm-hmm. two days. Yeah. So it's, it's like, there's not all this planning of a funeral and it feels really fast, but it's like, no. And then there's specific guidelines, all these specific things need to happen. And then right away you start that grieving process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's like a very close relative, you sit on the floor for your morning, you cover your mirrors, like you're kind of forced to go through it. And I think Mm -hmm. it like moves you through it better in a healthier way.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, and I found it very comforting that there was like guidelines around it all. Mm-hmm. Like there was a right way to do things and wrong. Like I didn't have to think a lot about it. And all these like old people like came out of the woodwork from the synagogue and were like, like kind of setting it all up. It was very comforting and nice.
0: Like having, yeah, like a community around you.
1: Yeah. Like just like doing it all. Like, well, and they showed and, up with food. They like did all these things. They and I think this that's that.
0: so nice to have like outside community people. Cause often what I see like over and over again is it's family fighting family about how this is going to be done. How, you know, what pictures to use, uh, who gets the ashes. Like it becomes a family fight causing even more stress and strain. I like the idea of having like a third party coordinate those pieces.
1: Well, and the fact that they need to be buried in such a very, very fast amount of time, you don't Mm -hmm. have time to bicker about that shit. Yeah. Just, you know, it's the most you can do to figure out what you're going to wear. Yeah. Okay. So then now comes Christianity. Okay. Starts coming into these pagan communities. As As it does. Church leaders tried to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. And that was something that was kind of done with Christmas and some other things, too. It's like, you know, people instead of trying to do away with these practices, which they would try and it wasn't successful. It's like, well, let's put a Christian spin on everything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You mean steal it? (laughs) Co-opt it, reframe it, whatever you want to do. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So the first attempt was by Pope Boniface in the fifth century. So at first he tried to move the celebration to May 13th and specified it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs, but that didn't stop the fire festivals. And then in the ninth century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to the time of the fire festivals, but renamed it as all saints day or all Hallows day Ah. on November 1st so the night before october Mm -hmm. 31st is all hallows eve so that's where the name of halloween comes from it's like a a different version of all hallows eve so neither of these new holidays because they also added all souls day on november 2nd neither of these new holidays did away with the pagan aspects of the celebration so and then a lot of the The practices still are around today, like trick-or-treating, costumes, spirits, scary stuff, Um, it still exists and and it's really just pretty well understood now that the church was trying to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. And Samhain in its like original sort of form, I mean I'm sure they don't sacrifice animals, is still celebrated every year today by pagans mm-hmm. and Wiccans. Let's uh, briefly discuss the Irish potato famine. Yes, let's do that. This was also known as the Great Hunger, and it began mm-hmm. in 1845 when a fungus-like organism called pea infestans spread rapidly through Ireland.
0: I hate pea infestants. I hate them
1: too. The infestation ruined about half of the potato crop of the year and about three quarters of the crop over the next seven years. So that's most of it. And what made this even worse is Ireland was still expected to do their output to like England, Mm -hmm. for example, Mm -hmm. and England did apologize for this fairly recently. So people are starving and they're still getting having to do their exports. Yeah. yeah, Potato exports. So um, let's see. So this obviously had a catastrophic impact on Ireland and its population. And before it ended in 1852, the potato famine resulted in the death of one million Irish people. Wow. from starvation and other related complications that is fucking shocking i yeah. had no idea it was so impactful i mean i ca- i've heard of that but i didn't really yeah, like, i never understand heard the, the death what it was tolls, yeah yeah so um at least another million were forced to leave their homeland as refugees and five hundred thousand emigrated immigrated to the u.s
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the irish immigrants And helped make Halloween popular here. Okay. So I believe they were the second largest ethnic group of the time there. So I just wanted to expand on one Halloween tradition. The jack-o'-lantern.
0: Yes, please do. So
1: I have no idea where that shit comes from. A.K.A. how Irish immigrants brought the halloween tradition of carving pumpkins to america oh okay and I, I got this information from the irish times so did you know that it originally was not a pumpkin no because they don't have pumpkins in ireland
0: i was about to say i didn't know that either that they didn't i'm have gonna pumpkins. show you this
1: picture of it Yeah, was originally do it. turnips and i turnips. think turnips. A carved turnip looks way fucking scarier than a carved pumpkin. Oh,
0: that is terrifying. Oh my gosh. Terrifying, I hate right? That so much. <laughs> I'm not nightmares. That's it, that's almost it, yeah. worse than ET. I
1: I think these are way scarier than pumpkins. I think we should also bring back the tradition of carving turnips instead. So yeah, because pumpkins um actually, I learned in my research, pumpkins come from South America yes so that word jack-o'-lantern or jack-o'-the-lantern initially referred to the phenomenon of ignis fatuus, which were flickering marsh lights or are that appear over bogs and can often lead mm-hmm. travelers astray Ooh. so it was another name for this phenomenon so it was also called The jack-o'-lantern was also called a will-o'-the-wisp or will-o'-wisp. And so these were sentient, small, floating blue flames seen by travelers at night, like, over bogs and marshes, like, moving around like this. Like all floaty. Floaty. Isn't that spooky? Like a ghost. They were said to be cool to the touch and move with the gait of a horse.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And um, so other names for this was hinky punk, which I liked. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hinky punk. Yes. So it could lure travelers (laughs) in. They might become lost or, you know, uh, encounter some misfortune perhaps Mm -hmm. in a swamp or bog. And in literature, a will of the wisp is used metaphorically. As a hope or goal that leads one on, but it's impossible to reach.
0: Ooh. So you're
1: just endlessly
0: yeah. reaching out. It's like chasing the dragon, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> Which I think might mean heroin also. It does. Yeah. Okay. That was what I was referencing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, you might find a hidden treasure if you follow this. You might find a watery grave. Mm. so these blue lights were considered like tricksters or restless spirits or malevolent beings just depending on the culture the lore comes from so there's mythology around these lights like all over it's kind of cool uh one possible scientific explanation is that these lights may be spontaneous combustion of swamp gas so like farts swamp farts swamp farts yeah so the byproduct of decomposing vegetation and methane does blue burn with a blue flame. Apparently I've never tried to light my farts.
0: I've never have either. No,
1: <laughs> I would be way afraid of burning my butthole.
0: Yeah. There's just too many valuables in that region.
1: There's too many. and I'd be afraid I'd actually do an in instead of an out. And then I'm fucked. Like oh. I've singed my butt you, now.
0: Do you butt inhale?
1: I don't know. I would just be what? afraid. I would just be afraid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you, does your butt go aghast?
1: <gasps> I, I don't know, but maybe Sucking it, in maybe the flame. it does. And uh, it's not worth the risk.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it sounds dangerous.
1: <laughs> it sounds dangerous, right? So here's the legend of jack olantern lantern also known as Stingy Jack. Ooh. In the 18th century, our hero Jack, or Stingy Jack, was said to be a mean-spirited blacksmith who tricked the devil and in return was given an ember from hell to light his lantern. An article in the 1836 edition of the Dublin Penny Journal explores the myth in detail. So the author, when traveling with his talkative uncle through a dark night, is confronted by the phenomenon. His uncle tells the tale of Jack of the Lantern, showing his pity for this cursed figure doomed to wander with his lantern. If you knew the sufferings of that forsaken creature since the time the poor soul was doomed to wander with a lantern in his hand on this cold earth without rest for his foot or shelter for his head until the day of judgment, Oh, it had softened the heart of stone to see him as I once did. The poor old Dunnan, his fleet blistered and bleeding, his ponines all flying about him, and the rains of heaven beaten on his old white head. (laughs) That's my best attempt at Irish talk. My favorite. (laughs) I'm. we know I'm very bad at any kind of any kind of I mean I'm bad at English (laughs) and that's my best chance (laughs) okay so that was great the story recounted and I don't mean to insult any Irish people like she's just honestly bad at it she was honest she was trying so hard to be good I'm so fucking bad at, at languages the story recounted by the uncle um so it starts with jack who's known as being like mean and like bad-natured he does something nice he helps an old man by the roadside and then the old man transforms in an, an into an angel and he grants jack three wishes so here's what jack wishes for he wishes that anyone who sits in his chair Or anyone who plucks a bough from his sycamore tree or who attempts to borrow his cobbling tools would be stuck to the spot, Mm -hmm. which I think means killed. So the angel is very disappointed. Like very petty. Yeah. And Jack. And he grants his wishes because I guess you have to. Yeah. But the genie in the bottle rule. Yeah. And then Jack is barred from heaven after that. Oh, so, since barred from heaven, that means you go to hell, right? There's really these I would two assume, choices. Yeah. There's like, that's all, all I've heard. Of. A left turn and a right turn, up turn and downturn. Mm-hmm. But when the devil sends messengers to claim him, they are tricked by Jack's false hospitality because of those wishes. Ooh. Okay. And so there's no. Um, happy ending for jack so he's barred from heaven and hell and he wanders the earth alone Mm. so he's out there wandering yes so purgatory i guess right limbo Mm -hmm. yes so um this old time custom eventually turned into the jack-o'-lanterns and so the first reference to that was in 1886 and a Canadian news report said the old time custom of keeping up Halloween was not forgotten last night by the youngsters of the city. There was a great sacrifice of pumpkins from which to make transparent heads and face lighted up by the unfailing two inches of tallow candle. Mm. So originally Jack lantern was this, this character which was came from the name of these lights and then it it evolved to mean the lantern that he's carrying with that Mm -hmm. amber from hell that he's forced to carry
0: gotcha which then goes into the pumpkin
1: through yeah time to um purgatory yeah for the ends of time barred from heaven and hell so that's that's my Halloween origin story.
0: Oh, I like it. That's great. I'm going to talk a little bit about some end, end of time stuff too. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to show you a picture first. Okay. And this picture is going to be what I'm going to talk about today. And <laughs> this this little guy, this little guy right here. Let me share, 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 share. Okay. We are going to talk today. Oh, no. What the hell is that? About tardigrades. Have you heard of tardigrades?
1: You know, I don't. I feel like I've heard of them, but I don't know a lot about them.
0: Also known as water bears or moss piglets.
1: I've heard water bears, but (laughs) it doesn't even look real up close. It looks like a robotic fabric. (laughs) Thing. <laughs> so,
0: what we see through the microscope, microscope is um, much more of a cellular version. So, I think they do imaging that puts a layover so you can see what they uh, look like. How big is that in real life? Microscopic.
1: Okay. So, I, I wouldn't be able to see that with the naked no. eye.
0: No, but they do have, you see, like the little tunnel mouth, mouth there. And, That's what it
1: looks like. And they met.
0: have these little curly claws. Um, it looks man-made that snout thing looks man-made doesn't it it's so perfect right it, it looks like such a perfect circle okay i'm gonna share another photo just so you can really get here's another uh, image Ooh,
1: see the perfect know, circle. It kind of looks like a turnip
0: a little bit like a turnip yeah it's little feetsies
1: i could see pulling that sucker out of the earth
0: yeah right and then and here's one in blue
1: oh so that cool. one looks like the Star Wars Cantina character.
0: <laughs> and here's one that's kind of been like mocked up on a computer.
1: Is that a, a space water bear? Space water bear. Cosmic okay. water bear?
0: Cosmic water bear, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let me close those. Okay. Sorry, I have to... Oh, there we go. I figured I'd stop sharing. There we go. Okay, so... You Um, muted me.
1: I unmuted myself.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was button pressing. Okay. So we're going to talk about tardigrades and they very much have a lot to do with end times as well. How? What's the link? I will tell you the link. Um, First, tardigrades are amazing and also really disturbing because they can do what most things can't. And again, I'll go into detail so you don't know much about them no okay i'm excited these are so, fill my
1: head with knowledge
0: first of all they're like super cute with their little tubby bodies um they're like lots of rolls uh they're about a half a millimeter long they can actually dry out for years oh. and then be revived with literally no damage to them whatsoever oh, it's just that so. water just add water. They can also endure extreme heat and cold, which I'll talk about that would normally kill anything else and they can withstand radiation in space. Whoa. Okay. So we're going to talk about some of these things a little bit more. So the first reason why they, these things are pretty amazing. Um, so first of all, they're basically just a head. Like scientists have been trying to figure out like, what's the,
1: like, what is the head? What is the butt on this thing? Um, so it's you know- all ahead. head.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, the head is all of it.
1: Is that better than being all butt?
0: Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would rather be all head than all butt. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm forced to come up with an answer. You're forced um, to choose. So all tardigrades have plump, compact bodies with four leg segments, each with a sport of clawed limbs and a stubby head, even though it's like all of it, but the the front end of it has a toothy mouth ring, toothy mouthy Mm -hmm. ring, and their body um, is really just basically a giant head. That's from a 2016 journal of cell biology. So who knows what their, their body really does? Um, at some point in the evolutionary past, tardigrades lost several genes that were linked to the development of body segments. So along with that, they lost body parts that had a thorax and abdomen. So they had more, oh. but evolutionarily dropped those parts. They're they didn't simplifying. need them, Right? I so, like that. So it's like hard to say that like one ends ahead when actually we know that that's evolved off.
1: So is it like both? Is it like it's just like feeding all feeding and all of their
0: what, units are within
1: exiting or whatever that word is.
0: <laughs> it's just all there. I mean, it does kind of poopy at the end, if that's how we want to phrase that.
1: Oh, it doesn't all come out that mouth. No. thing. Okay. I, don't, I was wondering if it like wasn't in, in and out at the same time. Does that close that thing, or do they just look like this all the time? I think
0: they're just like this all the
1: time. It's kind of like a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The sex doll. I have not heard it called that yet until now.
1: (laughs) Okay. So my mind is always in the gutter. Yeah. hundred percent of the time.
0: So the next cool thing about these things is that they lay eggs topped with grasping spaghetti is what that's called. So uh, tardigrades can live really anywhere on earth where there's water. And a new species was actually recently discovered in a parking
1: lot in Japan. Oh, so there are like anywhere.
0: Anywhere. They're not they, like in, in the water. ocean. Only. No, literally anywhere. There's more than 1000 known species of tardigrades. Ooh. So like there's a lot of different variations. Um, the newest one, macro, macro biotis, became the 168 species from Japan. Um, tardigrades are often found in moss and the new species turned up in a moss sample that studies lead authors, um, so basically, sorry, that study that they found was actually brought to them by just a person who found tardigrades in moss in the parking lot
1: in Japan. That's so interesting. I mean, I wouldn't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs>
0: I mean, they are microscopic. So you had to have been like, I mean, I mean, they'd be so small. I mean,
1: like what is millimeter. a millimeter? What, what else is a millimeter wide? I don't know. Look it up. I'm gonna Tell it me. Up.
0: So the, really the oddest thing about the tardigrade um, was not really that it was in a parking lot, but that its eggs uh, were topped with wiggly spaghetti-like tendrils. And these noodle appendages actually help the eggs attach to surfaces after the tardigrade leaves them. So it helps the baby stick on to surfaces um, after the, the mama leaves. It's mama data.
1: It's about the thickness of a credit card.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might be able to see it.
1: I mean, if you just carry it around like a little kind one of, of those miniature little microscopes. microscope, yeah. like a monocle microscope, you'd Absolutely. always be ready to investigate puddles.
0: <laughs> I feel like I always need one of those on I me. I do now. <laughs> um, so these little weirdos can um, withstand intense heat and freezing cold. So hardy tardigrades can survive really punishing conditions. So lethal to most things uh so 300 degrees fahrenheit is hot and they can survive that wow and as low as minus 328 degrees fahrenheit they're hardy little suckers dude. hardcore little guys they do this by expelling all the water from their body so they push all their water out which we don't do as people but i feel like it's a skill we probably should look into
1: retain water
0: Remember how you part. told, uh, I remember at one derby practice, you were like, we're too, you know, dependent Addicted on water. To water. Yeah.
1: yeah I've I say that all the time.
0: Yeah. I when mean, I see people
1: at work with these water bottles that I swear to God are as big as Stella. Like a giant like, can Why? <laughs> why do you need that much? What do you, you're sitting at your desk in air conditioning. Like, tell me why you need that much water.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of like media around how much water people should have, like that they're not healthy if they don't have enough, but I haven't died yet. I
1: hardly drink (laughs) that much water and I'm fine.
0: Yes. So, I mean, you're right on. I mean, you may as well just call that, you know, the tardigrade model. Something. I'm going to. You should. So they push it all out and they retract their little stubby limbs uh, into a dried out ball. And they kind of go into the suspended animation known as a ton. T-U-N. Ton. Oh, (sniffs) You suck it all in. <laughs> uh, when danger goes away, or you know things warm up or cool down, whatever, they rehydrate oh. and return to normal. Oh, I love really, this model with really no ill effects at all. And uh, one study, one scientist, like they had frozen them, and um, and it was years that they kept them frozen, then unfroze them. One of them like just started going right into um, you know humping another one right away. Like oh they fine. hump.
1: I was oh, wondering yeah. how they reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's male female.
0: Well, like they hump. I think they just um they I you know, I feel like I need to look more into their reproducing, but from what it looked like to me was that all of them could
1: How do you s- How do you sex a water bear? <laughs> like sexing a guinea pig? How to sex. Hold on. I used to have to sex my guinea pigs.
0: I'm looking this up because I feel like it's worth looking up. Um, we felt, finally have a footage of a tardigrade mating. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, okay. Um, tardigrades don't need any help in this weird department. The tiny creatures, also known as water bears, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. So when it comes to mating, researchers knew that some water bear species were bisexual. Oh, something that's not uncommon in the animal world or human world. And it was suspected that fertilization happened outside of the body, but on the whole, their sex lives have remained pretty mysterious. It's probably why I hadn't found anything about that. Interesting. So a team of researchers, um, from the natural history museum in, uh, Gorlitz, Germany, finally filmed the process which you can see below oh my goodness okay it may not look like much but the male in the video is ejecting his semen under the female skin but trust us things get weird um
1: under the skin i'm gonna anywhere or is there like a in any
0: don't worry (laughs) i'm gonna show you this video so we can watch it together so
1: interesting are you ready I bet you didn't realize we'd be discussing water bear sex when you picked this topic. (laughs) No,
0: actually, not at all. But are you ready for it?
1: I'm. Yeah. Can you see it? I can see it. Okay. Yeah. Let's watch this.
0: Okay. Okay. My guess is females present there. Males on top in the back, right hand corner. Yeah. Okay. He's he's. Yeah, he's wrapped around her. I see. Yeah, it's
1: like a like a spooning situation.
0: Oh, but look at like her underbelly.
1: Is oh she, I think that's where it went yeah. in. oh did you see her just put yeah. her back yeah I think she felt that
0: yeah okay that okay. was kind of like
1: yeah humans she <laughs> I'm
0: gonna back that up here really
1: quick um back that up uh, that's what she's doing yeah because like she went well <laughs> yeah wow she's like Definitely okay felt that.
0: she's like there was insertion
1: yeah wow for sure
0: for sure, insertion. So um, it's not
1: in any particular place. It's just under the skin, kind of. Yeah, air.
0: yeah. It sounds like because again, like when you see them in in that film where it's like more cellular, you can see how they just kind of in there.
1: So is it like eggs? I mean, it's not like. Yeah. You're gonna have another water bear. Like you're not gonna birth a water bear. It's like eggs, probably.
0: Oh uh, no, 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 no. From what I read, I did actually read about that. They are actually like there's no cocooning, there's no like the the egg, so there is an egg, but when the egg hatches, it's a full form tardigrade. Okay. Like there is no like
1: stages, I guess.
0: So it These said are mating
1: interesting creatures.
0: Mating included mutual stimulation. That preceded semen ejaculation. and well, I think
1: the, all parties um, should be enjoying the experience. Yeah, some
0: mutual stimulation. Um, as the team described in the paper, the first step of the mating process is the female laying her eggs. Oh, so she lays her eggs first, and then he goes and inseminates
1: them. Well, what's that, he doing right? on top of her then? Well, he's she
0: has the eggs already. Oh, they're inside her. Yes, and then he's sperminating them and making them. all. Okay, yeah. so that's like humans kind of like a chicken yeah i don't too. know how that works well they have eggs and then they get i'm starting sort of fig-
1: still trying to figure out how this whole chicken thing works i don't eggs.
0: know i feel like i spoke out of my competency um, I,
1: I feel like that's a future topic because it's honest <laughs> to God a mystery to me you should definitely have a chicken episode <laughs> i don't <Okay>. understand where <laughs> eggs come from at all
0: i don't understand it either that's a different day. So (laughs) apparently tardigrades have, um, a molting period where they shed their outer cuticle. The eggs are laid. Oh, the eggs are laid inside the outer layer of their cuticle. And then a male approaches in positions around her. This can take several minutes, um, as it does. And then when he's in the right spot, Several minutes. He ejaculates his semen via an opening above his anus into the into the female's outer layer of skin. Weird, which is what you can see happening in the foot. So okay, so the okay, weird. The fertilization actually happens outside of the female's body, in like but under the skin. Under so she has molted her skin and she's like still like in
1: it but oh, there's like the it's like a skin. shedded skin like yeah. a snake like it's still kind so of hanging her, on there so
0: she put her eggs inside of that is still kind of in it and he spermulates inside of the skin shed that's a good place to keep your eggs yeah if you think about it so that team also found that if no mating occurred the female reabsorbed their eggs what um and the temperature that the animals were was determined by um how quickly the offspring ended up becoming adults. Uh, okay, yeah. So then, what she does is once they're sperminated, she then moves out of it and sheds the skin that just now just her skin with the uh, eggs in it. They're like little the egg fertilized packets. eggs. Yeah, it's like if it's you so smart. <laughs> it's like if you. Started shedding your skin and somebody sperminated in between your skins and then you stepped out of the skin and then there were eggs inside your and then old then skin. Well there's a little baby in there. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Gone to get a rabbit skin to wrap the baby bunting in. Aw. I
0: don't know what that is. I
1: That's mean other fucking nursery rhyme, Macy. It's weird. Bye, baby bunting. Daddy's gonna hunting, going to get a rabbit skin to wrap the baby bunting in. Never heard that in my
0: entire life.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go get another beer.
0: Okay, you do that. I'm gonna wait. Talk talk about yourself. This is all really important. So you should just hurry. And I'm gonna get a beer too. And then I'll just cut this part out.
1: I'm back. Where did you go? Macy, you disappeared. Did you disappear, too? Yeah. Oh.
0: I decided I would just cut this part out. Oh, okay.
1: I've been out for a while. Don't forget. I won't. Because remember that time you forgot? And then it was us just talking (laughs) about how we are going to cut that part out. Yeah.
0: Remind (laughs) me if you can, but yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. So here we go.
1: Here we go
0: so like i mentioned they have no childhood they hatch fully formed which i think is interesting because i don't think i know any other animal at all that is born fully formed
1: um kangaroos maybe
0: like literally, no 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 literally in their adult form
1: oh they're like done they're fully cooked oh yeah interesting Mm
0: -hmm. they don't need any mothering none no Mm -mm. Mm. So the
1: parenting, I should say.
0: They have a larval, larval, larva <laughs> stage as juveniles in which their bodies look dramatically different from those of adults. So that they get like really chubby. Um, but they they don't they're when they're born, they're adults. So when they're hatched, they look exactly like an adult tardigrade, um, just maybe like a little bit smaller. Molting mm. occurs several times during their life, during which they shed their skin to accommodate the growing body, but they maintain the same body plan throughout their whole life. Mm. So like you don't get like all the gangly phase of like your legs are weird length. you have acne. Yeah. They exactly. smell weird. <laughs> they don't smell. I mean, actually, Remember I don't know that.
1: My kids smelled different when they stopped being babies.
0: They, they went from like
1: different? yeah, like everything, you know, when they're babies, like everything, like they just smell so good, you just smell them all over, you could eat them up. And then after they stopped being babies and they turn into little kids, it's like, oh, okay, You're kind stinky, of funky. Stinky. <laughs> like they would get like sweaty or you know, and it was like different. I mean, I still loved them, but yeah, I mean but, the,
0: but they're not as cool as tardigrades by any means. So tardigrades can survive exposure to extreme temperatures. So this also means boiling liquids. So you can't boil out a tardigrade, right? What? So you can't kill them. And pressures up to six times that of our ocean's deepest regions.
1: Are you trying to say that tardigrades are going to take over the world are they the new uh cockroach
0: they've been around forever so it's not they're not new tardigrade survival superpowers go even further than this they actually can survive in space what floating around in in the
1: vacuum
0: so they can recover after facing unfiltered solar radiation and space's vacuum Adding them uh, to an exclusive and very short list of organisms able to do so.
1: Interesting. Right? So that means they can travel around to different planets, potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably have to have a food source. What well, and eat? my
0: guess is that they probably if they can exist anywhere now, then my guess is they exist everywhere already. What do they eat? Uh, like moss and little like I'm how sorry. long have you existed? <laughs> For a long time. Ah, sorry. I, I think that's in here, if not a oh are
1: you having trouble quick. with your mic? Yeah,
0: I don't <laughs> understand what's fully happening. <laughs> there's there's a wobble. You have a wobble. A wobble. Um okay, so. Okay, so they can survive in space. Dried out adult tardigrades and their eggs in two different species were exposed to space vacuums and radiation over 10 days at low Earth orbit. Um, that's about 846,000 to 922,000 feet above sea level. And they were later resurrected, examined, and both were labeled as surviving very well.
1: And so they weren't eating during that time.
0: No. So Mm -hmm. they
1: can survive also without food for. They do, yeah,
0: they do that. They push all every bit of water. They they kind of look like a thin film of see through paper. They push everything out.
1: Wow, it's kind of like water bear jerky, right?
0: (laughs) So they can also be frozen for decades and still reproduce after like decades. So we know that it doesn't like damage their insides at all.
1: Um, Go team water bear. I right? wear a shirt with one on it on the front. A little water bear. Or with that like yeah. mouth. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. They have also inspired a new type of glass. What? A new type of glass that could improve the efficiency of solar cells and led lights owes its inspiration to tardigrades. So when these microscopic creatures expel all the water out, like we talked about in their ton state, special proteins that are only found in tardigrades turn the fluid inside of their cells into a glass, like substance protecting the biological structure. So then they can be rehydrated again and revived. So it's so cool. It's this thing that only happens with them. Researchers were really intrigued by this in 2015 and developed a glass material with a molecular structure that was highly organized, more akin to crystals than glass, but these oriented molecules could make glass more efficient at capturing and directing light, which could improve the performance of devices like optical fibers, LEDs, and solar cells. So they have some keys to improving things too.
1: Are, Are tardigrades the key to everything?
0: So, I mean, really, they may outlive humanity, this planet, and possibly even the sun.
1: Well, I do think humans, by and large, um, are uh, too addicted to water. And, you know, if in the future there's less water, maybe we can learn something from the tardigrades Mm -hmm. and how to live with less and be fine. I mean, and like,
0: when the curtain goes down at some point in our solar system, like tardigrades are going to have the last laugh because they're
1: going to their little slimy feet. we will be flying around in space, yeah. all happy, humping. Yeah.
0: So a team of scientists considered a series of doomsday scenarios that would be catastrophic for humanity, including nearby supernovas, the expansion of our own sun to a giant red star,
1: and a massive asteroid colliding with Earth. Macy, stop. This is the shit that keeps me up at night. Is it? <laughs> That's why I can't go to planetarium shows. It Planetariums, me. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> like I will lay awake in my bed, eyes open, just waiting to die. Oh my God. It's a little dark.
0: <laughs> you need to do like the tardigrade do. <laughs> just get squishy with it. So in all those scenarios, though, tardigrades were just fine confirming that when it comes to life on earth those that are close to indestructible as it gets uh, the researcher these guys are as close to indestructible as it gets um, according to the researchers so even if it happens even if the planet's wiped out we can at least take some solace that the tardigrades will somehow manage to come out on top and that life as a whole at least will go on
1: so i'm imagining earth is obliterated and i'm picturing billions of tardigrades just floating off into space yeah tum- tumbling through space with their own mouths
0: yeah with their little
1: oh <laughs> oh <laughs> so okay oh, shit. i looked up your other question real
0: quick uh, that i didn't have the answer to so the oldest remains of mar- modern tardigrades are those of Melincium Swalinski belonging to the living genus Melincium, known from a late Cretaceous age specimen in New Jersey amber that is around 90 million years old. Holy fucking I am, old
1: Mind stuff. drop! <laughs> I mean, like, how can you? I Your just, pronunciation was way better than my Irish. attempt, was it? By the way,
0: I felt like I did pretty good. I just like really love all these, uh, like pictures of them with their little skin covers they're honestly really
1: cute they are cute i would we make bigger ones
0: can we wait can you know how like you can buy sea monkeys right can we buy tardigrades can i have tardigrade pets i want like my pets could live forever
1: did you used to do the sea
0: monkey thing oh yeah
1: yeah were you ever disappointed that they weren't like the picture
0: I was a little upset that it was less interesting (laughs) than a fish. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yep. How was the longest yours lived?
0: I don't even remember actually. Yeah.
1: So probably not long.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. So the lifespan of tardigrades ranges from three to four months up to two years. So they are having some frequent sexing is my guess to keep that species going.
1: Keeping it going.
0: No wonder, like, the second they thought out, he started going at it.
1: Huh. Huh. I mean, that's really the secret to a, getting a species going. is You got to do the procreating.
0: Procreating. I think the bisexuality piece is helpful, too, because um, that helps them lay more eggs across different skin layers.
1: But does the do the males make eggs?
0: Mm. Hold on. I'm gonna, I feel like I have to know all these things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need like to to it matters. <laughs> a tardigrade expert. <laughs> okay. I, I want I want a tardigrade stuffy. oh I want a tardigrade hat. Oh,
0: okay. Here we go. Shirt. Here we go. Okay. In asexual reproduction, there are no males in some species of tardigrades. Oh. Uh, therefore, they go under what's called a parenthogenesis. Where the females will lay eggs, which will develop without need of fertilization, even.
1: Oh fuck. Dang. So it's basically anything goes.
0: Yeah. Um now I'm gonna look up like tardig, tarda, tardigrade. It gets harder when you drink more tardigrade t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I need one. No. <laughs> I need oh there's some good ones oh man there's one that has a little floaty tardigrade that says survive
1: fuck yeah
0: there's one that says water bear don't care
1: oh my god that's great I'm I'm all in oh look look at how I have like writing on my hand I just, are you writing here no this was like sometimes I write notes on my hand at work <laughs> there you go Oh, so many choices. So little time.
0: <laughs> that one has sunglasses. is pretty cool. But I like the survive.
1: <laughs> what are some lessons humanity can take from the tardigrade? Like what are from some. our water bear. What are some actionable things that we can take?
0: Like have, have as much sex with yourself or others as much <laughs> as you can.
1: <laughs> That's a good lesson. <laughs>
0: I like that and I, lesson,
1: and I do believe the water thing because I mean, if you're not out exercising in the hot sun, like do you need that much water?
0: Yeah, I feel like I that's like a big so. I think that's a big myth that gets pushed by somebody. Like, who who
1: benefits from that? I don't know, but humanity sure doesn't. I really like this tardigrade floating through space one. <laughs> I drink. A, some water when I get up. I mean, not a lot, but I have some because sometimes, uh-huh. you know, my throat's a little dry in the morning, yeah, and I yeah. usually do some yoga in the morning, so I need to have a little something in there. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll have tea, which is water. Yeah, I drink a lot but, of tea. I do. You have to think if you're having beverages or soups or fruits or vegetables, that's all fucking water. That's yeah, water. Water. So I, I have tea. You know, a big thing of tea. <laughs> I
0: have a shirt for you. I have a shirt for you. Says "Water Bear" works well under pressure. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, you know, in the afternoon, I'll, I'll have a kombucha. This is a typical Naomi day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really... You know, if I am not doing a sport or an exercise, well, and I, feel, I feel I feel like
0: my I feel like my body tells me a lot of, like if I feel like I am dragging, like I'll go drink some water, or if I feel like like I am getting a headache, like oh yeah, I should probably drink some more. Like
1: I feel like my body communicates with me, yeah. And if I am like out skating my ass off in the hot sun, oh yeah, I am drinking, drinking water.
0: I am drinking water unless I am not because I make bad choices sometimes, and, and then you, you have to your save water. me. but. Yes. That's not for lack of wanting water. I'm literally like a dying person in a desert with no water. Yeah.
1: No, I rescued you and you huddled in a bush on the side of the trail until I got back.
0: (laughs) Nobody stopped. Nobody Nobody, stopped. Nobody stopped to help me. And I was actually dying. (laughs) It was the worst. I think we need
1: to be able to survive in more situations too well, temperature I mean, wise pressure general, wise
0: people in general shouldn't survive in most cases in my opinion i mean really like is i don't know there's a lot of people <laughs> i'm probably getting in trouble for this. there's a lot of people in this world that probably don't need to survive for generations and generations in space and we can just maybe end some of those patterns early
1: and i mean if you believe in natural selection like that should just shake itself out
0: (laughs) if you can't reproduce quickly i mean right there like if you can't reproduce within three months think about how many people would be just their genetics are gone that quick they're gone yeah which is really sad um but you know tis nature
1: tis the nature
0: tis the nature
1: what else um i would like to be able to survive in a vacuum
0: I feel like I would die in all those scenarios which I not just feel like I would so
1: no I get anxious if I feel like I can't breathe like immediately I'm like Mm -hmm. so anxious yeah
0: if somebody even like puts a blanket over me and like pretends to like not let me out that I will freak out
1: (laughs) if I okay (laughs) if I am away from my car or a hospital I have to have my inhaler with me just as a security blanket
0: so what you're saying is that neither of us are going to survive somebody else has to do this for us (laughs) i don't i'm i mean i don't really want to only have a water bear for three months but maybe
1: it's what i do is that up to two years
0: oh that's yeah certain species that's right
1: i think you know you just accept that that's its timeline yeah like it it lived a good life You (laughs) i'm already emotionally
0: attached to the thing i don't have you you
1: give it a good (laughs) environment um and hope it makes babies and you know to tie into my topic after it's gone you tell stories to keep its memory alive
0: okay so you can buy if anyone's interested you can buy live tardigrades from many Send places me the link there's a, a lot apparently carolina.com has, do you, what, um, how do you
1: keep them in like a fish tank or a shoebox? box? So, we so overall,
0: we found that digital microscopes are completely unsuitable for looking at things such so small as tardigrades. Oh. Um, okay, let me see here. Da, 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 da. So they recommend a compound microscope to look at your little doodles. Um, you can see the legs and the face. It's, it's a little tubular mouth hole. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You may even be able to see its little teeth as it's trying to grab. Maybe that's food. what I'll be
1: for Halloween. A tardigrade. I'll just walk around like this. We got to
0: put like some extra teeth in there, I think. <laughs> um, so they often eat like algae and other carnivores eat meaty snacks.
1: Wait, what? That are
0: smaller than them small meaty snacks
1: Ooh, tardigrade Mm -hmm. treats
0: so it sounds like you can buy them but like if you want to look at them you have to put them under your microscope because they can live i'm fine with that yeah
1: i want them to have a little castle with a little tunnel they can swim through
0: I, I think I've developed a new hobby. I'm now. All right, I need to set this aside. we're gonna
1: get through this podcast.
0: Okay, let's be
1: tardigrade
0: parents. Tardigrade parents, for life. and we'll
1: just give them messages about how to perpetuate. Well, maybe we'll learn something.
0: Earth. Like, I mean, they have like those glass-like substances in their body that helps them be impenetrable.
1: Mm. That's so- just my bitchy attitude.
0: Yeah, you're. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, until next time.
1: Um, fuck. Water bear don't care. Uh, if you get an opportunity to make a wish, always wish for a thousand wishes. Oh yeah, that's like a good
0: tip. Always come on, people. Is that not allowed though? Is that like is that a genie rule no it's a loophole it is a loophole
1: yeah Hmm. or or even better unlimited wishes unlimited wishes
0: yeah no that's a great idea okay until next time find your loopholes
1: Bye. bye